welcome to the CCFR Radio Podcast, your source for news, updates, and stories from the CCFR. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 131 of the CCFR Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Giltacker. Thanks for joining me again today on the show. Man, what else can you say? It's part three of the multi-headed beast that is the Liberal Party and their uh, their lunatic gun bans um, and their march across Canada to basically destroy anyone that doesn't uh, doesn't vote for them. Pretty strong, pretty strong language, I would say, right? Um, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's the, the the third shoe on this monster has dropped. And uh, we're facing another sweeping, massive gun ban, almost equal to size of the last two, uh, the handgun freeze and the initial assault-style weapons ban. So anyway, we're going to talk a lot about that with Tracy. Um, I've got some clips for you as well. Um, But, um, you know, I'm going to start it off by, and Tracy and I are going to talk about this in a little bit, but... You know, this happened last night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick ex- explanation. I, I did release an emergency video and kind of explained everything that happened. I'll do a, a quick summary in a second of that in case you didn't see that video. Uh, but basically, we, uh, Tracy and I talked about um, that when this all happened, you got people that are so frustrated, they're turning against each other in our community. Um, they're, you know, screaming at the CCFR. It's like, how come you haven't stopped this? I mean, you know, anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second a little bit too. Um but at the at the end of the day, and usually I would I would probably save this for the outro, but I'm going to just say it right now. At the end of the day, we have two choices as gun owners and two choices as an organization, the CCFR. And like those choices are mine to make, I guess, right? Because I'm kind of at the head of this little pyramid. Um, and those choices are: you can either do nothing, say, "All oh, this is just too big for for me." These are our political adversaries; they're all just too powerful. Uh, they're all just too smart. They're just too much for me. And I'm just going to just give up and I'm going to lay down and I'm going to let them do whatever they want to me. That's choice number one. Or you can say, hey, you know what? If they're going to step into my life, I'm going to fight them for every, they're going to, I'm going to make them fight for every single inch of progress that they make, even though they are way bigger than, than us, even though they have far more money than we do, even though they have the, the mainstream legacy media at their disposal, even though, you can you can fight or you can lay down and take it. Those are those are your really your two choices at, at least in my mind, right? And so as as far as the CCFR is concerned, we're going to continue to make explainer videos and make documentaries and do television shows and do podcasts and do uh, do uh, press conferences on Parliament Hill. I'm going to be in Ottawa next week and I'm going to do another press conference on Parliament Hill and we're going to continue to talk to politicians and we're going to continue to advise the conservatives on how they can message this stuff properly what they can do uh, as far as what they can expect for help, from help from us and prepare for the next election and make sure the Canadian public know exactly what they're what the liberals the NDP and the bloc are doing to us we can do all those things or we can do nothing right cuz I've never ever tried to pull the wool over anybody's eyes or paint us to be bigger than we actually are. Can the CCFR pluck a federal government out of their seats and install a new one? Of course not, right? And for people to get to get frustrated and be like, "Well, how come you can't do that?" It's like, "What?" <laughs> you know. So the, this is the kind of rhetoric that happens when people are frustrated. So I'm just saying to all of you, um, we will continue to fight. 
for as long as you continue to fight alongside us, as long as you continue to support us and volunteer with us and things like that, we will continue to fight with you. And we will make these people's lives so miserable, as miserable as possible. I want them to say, in, you know, amongst themselves privately, you know, freaking CCFR just will not give up. These gun owners just will not let up. I mean, you know, we can handle them for now while we're in power. But man, these guys just will not lay down. That's that's how I that's what I want them thinking, right? So anyway, I don't know. If you're with me, that's great. If not, I'm still gonna do it. Because it's just not it's just not in my nature to just let these people do whatever they want, even though they have all the advantages that we don't have. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I just rattled that off. Um, so anyway, part of that is uh, is me telling you how thankful I am for this all of your support. The support of gun clubs out there that some some gun clubs out there have really supported us and allowed us to do all the things that we do, right? Allowed us to show up in Ottawa and do press conferences and 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 make a splash as best we can there and to to do all the other projects that we do and to do more projects coming up in the future. So really important. And part of that is some of the businesses that support the CCFR uh, radio podcast and make this a way for us to raise funds too. So here are those businesses. Vortex, the force of optics. We'd like to thank our friends over at Vortex Canada for continuing to support the podcast. You can check out all their exceptional products at vortexcanada.net. That's vortexcanada.net. And also our great friends over at the Saskatchewan Rivers chapter of Safari Club International. They do a lot of great work over there, including supporting the CCFR. So make sure you check them out at saskriversci.com. That's saskriversci.com. SCI.com. Of course, don't forget our friends over at CTOMS. CTOMS Academy provides life-saving training in trauma care and human performance. Perfect for outdoor enthusiasts, hunters, shooters. You can check them out at CTOMSinc.com. That's CTOMSinc.com. And if you're in the market for firearms, ammunition, cold weather gear, you name it, you'll find it all through our friends over at North Pro Sports. You can check them out at northprosports.com. That's northprosports.com. All right, so um, just as a quick, most of you have probably seen that emergency video that was floating around. It got a lot of views, a lot more than the podcast normally gets, so I think most of you have seen it, but just in case you haven't, I'll make this super quick. And I'm also going to, um, in explaining this, uh, show a clip of Raquel Doncho at the uh, Public Safety Committee on Bill C-21 yesterday. So it'll be in her words, she can explain it to you in that way. She's, uh, you know, she's a, a far more eloquent speaker than I am, so I'll let her do that. So in, I guess in summary, the Liberals put forward a uh, an amendment to Bill C-21. So this, the amendment part of uh, the passage through the parliamentary process happens right at the very end of the House process, right? The Senate process is after. This is right at the end of the House process after everyone has debated the bill and all of the experts have given their testimony, you're only supposed to make minor tweaks at this at this point based on what you've heard, but they've decided to roll out a massive, massive gun ban, probably affecting one to two million firearms, right? I mean, you look at the list. It's like any, any center fire semi-auto with a detachable magazine, basically, plus a whole raft of other firearms. We haven't seen the list yet. We'll probably get that by the time you're watching this but it's going to include probably the SKS, include uh, some Benelli shotguns, even pump-action ones, uh, because maybe they look scary or something. Uh, could could include 22 rifles, like these weapons. I don't know any militaries that have used the 22 rifle in combat recently or ever, but 
you know, they're weapons of war apparently. Um, so it's a massive gun ban, no buyback included, and it's going to affect like literally everybody. It's going to probably 2 million firearms and probably a million Canadians that own them. So really, really huge. Um, so anyway, I'm going to reserve comment because you listen to me babble on all the time. Uh, I'm going to let Raquel, uh, Raquel Doncho let you know uh, what is exactly that passage in the bill about the semi-autos. And the other half of the clip is just some comments about uh, just what, how bad the liberals are as a uh, governing party. And don't forget, whenever we say liberals, NDP, the NDP, all of their MPs are supporting them, all of them, including the ones that are, you know, a couple of ridings away from me on Vancouver Island and the Bloc Québécois. The Bloc Québécois, who is a provincial party, basically, that are operating federally, they're supporting this thing the whole way. There's a lot of reasons why this is so bad. Anyway, check out the clip. G, a firearm that is a rifle or shotgun that is capable of discharging centerfire ammunition in a semi-automatic manner and that is designed to accept a detachable cartridge magazine with a capacity greater than five cartridges of the type for which the firearm was originally designed. I am, I am quite shocked, and I am shocked that it is in the scope of C-21 even without the financial implications. C-21 was sold to the public as a ban, a sort of a long-term, slow-burn ban, a handgun freeze, so to speak. It also talked about red flags, airsoft. It said nothing about an all-out war on hunters in Canada, which is what this is, Mr. Chair. Uh, if you get a group of 10 hunters together, it's likely 40% or half of the firearms they use are semi-automatic shotguns or rifles. Those are very standard hunting tools. Uh, farmers as well, particularly farmers that have um, issues with wild boars in their communities. We're seeing this increasingly in southern Saskatchewan and Alberta, and, and they're coming in from the United States. They're extremely dangerous to livestock, to human beings, to dogs. Uh, if you are a farmer with a, this invasive species on your land, wild boars coming in from the United States, you're going to you're going to hope that you're going to have a semi-automatic rifle or shotgun as a tool to protect yourself, your livestock, and your uh, the other animals you have on your farm. So there was no testimony about this whatsoever. It will impact hundreds of thousands of hunters, Mr. Chair, and farmers who use these as completely legitimate tools. It was not discussed at all or debated nothing in here is about an attack on hunters, and yet here we are, Section G. Every promise that's ever been made by the Liberal government that is not going after hunters is thrown out the window. So Ms. Doncho is exact is absolutely right. Um, the whole thing is shocking. It's absolutely outrageous. And it's more dirty tricks from the Liberals, more unethical behavior from the Liberals, as if you'd expect anything less from them. So anyway, they're uh, this is these are not your grandparents' liberals. This is a this is a wild group of people. Anyway, um, I'm just gonna bring Tracy on. We'll discuss all this stuff, and then I'll, I'll come back in the outro and uh, and finish it off. All right, via Skype, I've got Wilson here uh, on the line. Wilson! <laughs> Kiltaka! You know, um, <sighs> I'm going to start this whole thing off uh, with an interesting uh, comment. So I did that emergency uh, video yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, this I've had the same, I think it's probably the same person, right? But they're like, how can you smile, uh, be smiling when you're talking about all this stuff? <laughs> and it's, you know, <laughs> and it's like... I'll tell you how, man. You know, it's there's a lot of negative stuff happening. Canada mm -hmm. is being, in my opinion, um, torn to pieces by a terrible, terrible group of people. And uh, it's not going to help you if I'm whipping you into a frenzy. 
In fact, I need everybody calm so they know exactly what to do so that we can continue to push back against these people and not wreck our own lives. Because I'll tell you, if you let these people get into your heads, and I've, I've talked about this before, they will yeah. wreck your life. You'll walk around in this angry, depressed mental state, and they'll have taken everything else from you then. They will have completely taken everything from you. So yes, this is very negative. Yes, I'm very angry, but I'm not going to let uh, my anger affect other people. And that's why. I approach this the way that, that I do. I smile when I'm uncomfortable. So yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm smiling right now. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, you know what? Let's. Uh, I had this at, at uh, somewhere around the middle of the list, but why don't we talk about it now? So um, this whole gun ban thing, well, whatever, the amendment to enact a gun ban sometime in the middle of next year um, happened just 24 hours ago. Yes. And... You know, you see the frustration because as soon as it happens, right, I feel like the walls are closing in on me and my face gets hot. I'm like, oh, what now? What am I going to do now? You know, everybody's going to be looking at me to do something. And of course, I just need some time to just figure it out and I'll come up with a plan and we'll we'll uh, we'll make it as difficult on these people as possible. But, you, you know, you see people people handle this kind of stuff in different ways. And and you saw a lot of people just fighting with each other, which is the rats in yeah. the cage. Right. It's, it's the shock induced uh, rage. Uh, that happens, but uh, why don't you tell everybody about the uh, the post that you made and kind of how that turned out, turned out? Yeah, well, of course, I was live tweeting the SECU meeting where this Amendment G four was brought forward, which is basically, um, you know, a hunting gun ban, a, a ban on on semi autos, and immediately people are posting in the group, and you know they're they're upset and people are freaking out. And we sent out a mass email and we're getting all kinds of crazy responses to the email and people are calling the office. Like it's sheer panic, right? And I get it. Like I'm frustrated too. I'm freaking out too. Um, but I just noticed everybody was just going nuts. And, you know, I was trying to digest what just happened and what this means and answer calls and politicians are also calling me and everyone's calling me. And I just thought about it and I thought, you know, I could see people fighting in the group a little bit and everyone is on edge and rightfully so. I mean, we're getting hammered here, right? So I, I just made a post because yesterday, aside from getting beat up by the liberals with a gun ban, I started my day off terrible. So I'll read the I'll read the post I made on my own Facebook uh, wall, which got a lot of attention and I actually got a lot of feedback on it. I just wrote, my day started with a failed dental surgery, a tooth half, half ripped out of my face by the nerves, and two bottles of painkillers, and ended with a sweeping gun ban. If I can keep my head about me, so can you. Don't take out your frustration on each other. Hold the damn line and stay with me here. Hashtag Team CCFR. And the reason I wrote that was just like, just hang on, guys. Like, take a breath, take a step back, be frustrated, but focus that on who who you should be frustrated at. And it's not each other. We're all swimming in this barrel together, right? And I had uh, one of our female field officers, she sent me a text and she said, you know, thank you for posting that. It came at exactly the right time because I was just, you know, I mean, we we got the May 2020 gun ban, the handgun ban, now the hunting gun ban. We're just getting beat up like crazy and I, I feel like I'm losing it. And just to have you just be so calm no matter what happened to you all day long, physically, morally, emotionally. And you're just like, hold the line, guys, stay with me. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of like the new Tracy, the old Tracy would be in there scratching everybody's eyes out. But, um, you know, I, 
I I just want everybody just to just to just to hang on and just not to be at each other. Uh, we've had some really be frustrated people emailing too, and you know, for for once, I'm the voice of reason in it. So yeah, it was nice to get the positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, sending sending each other nasty messages over the internet or via email is not going to change the Canadian government. No. Right? That's, you know, there are all kinds of things we can do. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. There's all kinds of stuff that we can do to to um to to push back against this and do everything we possibly can. But at the end of the day, we need a different government, and that's not going to come any quicker by by saying, you know, terrible things to each other and dividing our own community. So, yeah, fact, like now's the time to lock arms. Yeah, like, in fact, when that yeah. happens, it's like Trudeau and all those people and Blair and Mendicino, they're all laughing. They're like, oh, yeah, look at them. Look at them. Now they're turning on each other, these losers. Yeah. Right? That's that's what they're that's what they're hoping. So anyway, I thought that was yeah. worth mentioning. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's, it's interesting. There's a few things that we want to talk about, but one of the interesting things is the timing of this amendment and how they're bringing it forward. And... I think you have a theory and I have a theory. I think we share each other's theories, but why don't you why don't you uh to why don't you detail one of uh one of yours? Well, I, as you know, I'm a very political person and not just on the gun debate. You know, I like to keep my finger on the pulse of everything in Canadian politics and there's a lot going on. I mean, we've got some serious allegations of Chinese political interference in our elections. Gang violence is up 92% since 2015 when the Liberals first took office. 92%. Like, that's almost unimaginable. The economy is totally crippled, skyrocketing inflation. Uh, 1.5 million Canadians are using food banks. Like, we're a, we're a rich G7 nation. Our hospitals are overflowing with sick babies whose parents can't even get Tylenol, simple over-the-counter Tylenol. And then you've got this public order, um, public inquiry into the use of the Emergencies Act uh, going on here in Ottawa, and the Liberals are taking a beating at it. Like, it's unbelievable, the stuff coming Lametti, out. Lametti wanted to know if, if they could get tanks in from, from right? the CAF. Yeah, like Tiananmen, you know? <laughs> what, a, what a lunatic. <laughs> What? Like, this is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So you got all this crazy stuff going on. And of course, the media is all, you know, all over the place with all this horrible bad news. You know, I, I follow a lot of the polling companies. Pierre's going up. Justin's going down. And, you know, what? what's the typical liberal playbook move when this is happening? Break the glass on on a gun ban and drop it on Canadians' heads, hoping that people start talking about gun bans instead. Right. Then we're into the gun debate. The problem is now they've done it with hunting rifles and it's not getting the traction that they thought. So well, that's going to wake a lot of people up, I think. But um, the other way to look at it is, is that maybe during all of this pandemonium, they're like, you know what, let's try to slip this through and ban basically everything else other than lever actions. Most pump actions, because there are probably some pump actions on the list. We don't have the list. Mm -hmm. We should have it tomorrow, I guess, pretty much when you're watching this. Uh, but that will circulate all that on social media uh, if we do get that list. Um, but you'll have you'll have lever actions, you'll have maybe some pump action shotguns uh, left, and you'll have bolt actions left. You know, and so maybe it was like undercover of all of this stuff. When everybody's looking elsewhere, they're going to slip this through. And I mean, you got to wonder why they want this. Like, I don't want to get into that, but I'm going to let you all think. Like, why yeah. are they with everything going on with with Russia? invading Ukraine, and they're like, oh, we need to arm the Ukrainians. We share a border with Russia too, by the way, almost, right? So it's like, right. well, why do you want to get all of our guns? 
So again, I'm not going to speculate mm-hmm. on that, but I'm going to let everybody think about that. Why the rush? Why right now? And and you know what? The, the government cannot prove that there's a line between licensed gun owners and firearm-related violence. They, like they don't have anything. That's been that's been it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's been yeah. brought up several times during committee. It's been brought up nonstop for the past 20, 28 years, right? Thirty years since the nineties. But you know, they're like, mm, we're going for everything. So yeah, they're going for it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of both. We can slip it through, and maybe and and on the, on the other side, maybe it'll be a great distraction. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it could totally be both. I put nothing past this government. Yeah. Nothing. You literally can't put anything past them. They make a promise. No. They break it the next day. They don't look back. There's like, what promise? I've said this all along. <laughs> like, just they are the the government of gaslighting people. It's really unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Anyway, speaking of bad uh, liberal behavior, <laughs> endless <laughs> bad behavior by these infantile liberals, uh, Talib Nur Muhammad, the giant infant in a suit. Oh, your your friend, yeah. you mad bro? <laughs> Talib, you mad bro? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Oh, clown world. Um, oh, so uh, so anyway, what he decides, you know, it's not, it's not even that he showed such such bad judgment when I was there. Right. Like I had, you know, it's funny. Let me, let me back up just a, just a little bit, just for fun. I, you know, I had, I've had lots of time to think about that interaction and it's, you know, and they're all like, oh, look at these terrible mean tweets. Look at how bad you treat everybody. I was like, Hey man, we've been treated terribly only because we don't want our stuff taken for seven years. But here's the difference. I didn't show up with all these mean tweets printed out on pages because I didn't think that was the place to talk about mean tweets. We can talk about that. We can meet up in person because I'm in Vancouver and he's in Vancouver Granville. I, I'd be more than happy to go to Tlaib's office and we can look at each other in the eyes across the table and talk about mean tweets. But I guess that was not something he wanted to do. So he brought that to, to committee. Well, the difference is I didn't think that was a place for mean tweets, but they believe that, that this whole government infrastructure, that's the place to bring up mean tweets. Oh, yeah. It's their playground, oh, right? Yeah. What, a, it's, what a joker. It's not a serious committee to discuss legislation and how it's going to impact Canadians. Yeah. It's it's a playground to poke uh, you know, poke the eyes of people that don't don't wouldn't vote for them. Yeah, he's right? not a serious person at all no. at, at, on any level. Um, but anyway, so he proved it yet again. So he takes the opportunity when this is when this massive gun ban is being rolled out that's going to affect probably a million Canadians and probably two million individual firearms. Like this is bigger than the last ones. Okay, this oh, is yeah. really, really big. These are and and overwhelmingly non almost all of them non-restricted firearms right now. So this is huge. Mm-hmm. If there was a buyback with this, which there isn't, this is there's no buyback here. But if there was, you'd be talking $4 billion probably by the time this was all the oh, dust was Oh, God, more. Yeah. So like a lot. he thinks, you know what? I'm just going to troll Raquel Doncho. I mean, Ra- Raquel Doncho, her her level of class is so far above Noor Muhammad. Like it's, it's almost like a little child pulling on your pant leg. But anyway, he decides to troll her. Anyway, watch the clip and we'll talk about it in a second. Mr. Chair, on my point of order, that we are we should be within our rights to know or to ask and to know if the new if the, all if the semi-automatic uh, hunting rifles and shotguns that are going to be banned in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if those people are going to be compensated. I think that's a legitimate question. If they cannot answer it, then Liberal members on this committee should have that information. This is impacting hundreds of thousands of people with very expensive tools that they use on their day-to-day basis. So I just respectfully disagree regime, however that unrolls, is not the subject of this particular... Point of order, Mr. Chair. Mr. Noor Mohammed on a point of order. Given that I have nowhere to Ms. Dancho's point, I think, given that there is nowhere in this uh, document that speaks to a buyback, 
of, of any kind. I mean, I would agree with you. I think it seems that uh, it would be out of order. But just for, for, for clarification, if Ms. Dancho wanted to propose a buyback, I'm sure she could propose such an amendment, correct? Huh. Yeah, that would be uh, a charge okay. on the Treasury. Yeah, unbelievable. He doesn't even deserve to be in the same room as her. No. Anyway, no. so why don't you enlighten us as to why they are not offering a buyback uh, on this amendment? Yeah, so that's what's different. So you remember the May 2020 gun ban. There's apparently some sort of buyback confiscation program coming for those guns. But it's interesting that there isn't for these. And the reason for that is in order for an amendment to be considered uh, suitable, to be considered acceptable, it can't have a financial impact. And of course, a buyback program for, I don't know what it would be, millions of guns um, would, of course, have an astronomical financial impact on the government. So they can't attach anything financial to the amendment or the amendment would be ruled out of order. So basically, they're like, well, we're going to prohibit all these guns. You're not allowed to have them. And that's it. So, and, uh, you know, that's and it. then he's like, oh, you want to buy back? Maybe you should suggest it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as if this is the, the, the prohibition isn't the conservatives wasn't the conservatives amendment. No. So why would you, you know, they don't like, want the. Yeah. It just, uh, and then he tries to look serious while he's doing it anyway. What a, what a, what a horrible, these are bad people. Like these are not good people. These just, are bad people. It's incredible yeah. that people like that are elected into positions and get to roam the halls, you know, the hallowed halls of parliament. It's yeah. just. Yeah. Our system I, is, uh, is just rotting from the, uh, from the top down. The fish rots from the, from the head down. All right. That's right. Uh, let's move on. Um, we talked about that. Okay. So now that we've talked about all the frustrating stuff, we'll talk about a couple of good things. Yeah. Um, Alberta has decided to, um, how should we say, oh, I'm going to say bite back. I'm not going to say flip the government, the, uh, the, the bird, but they mm. decided to, mm -hmm. uh, bite I back. Think they are. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they, maybe they're flipping them the bird. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tyler Shandro, uh, has come out and, uh, pushed back against the federal government once again. Yeah, so God bless Alberta. First of all, I just want to say that. So Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Alberta, uh, Tyler Shandro, uh, came out today within kind of more or less hours of the news of the amendments to C-21. Uh, he came out swinging and he has a tweet out. It says the pro proposed amendments to Bill C-21 expand the number of banned firearms, criminalizing hundreds of thousands of law-abiding firearms owners, Alberta will take action. And then he includes a link to his official statement. I'm not going to read it out because it's really long, but he talks about how they came out in opposition with the five other uh, provinces to, you know, to the, the confiscation regime, saying he wasn't going to help the Liberal government take our guns before but he's saying now, I'm going to read the last the last line because it's really important. He says, with the amendments tabled on November 22nd, it has become increasingly clear that these actions are not enough. It's not enough just to oppose it. He says the federal government is clearly seeking to ban legal firearm ownership altogether. In the coming weeks, Alberta will explore all available options to take action. So he's not just talking about it and opposing it. He's like, we're gonna we're gonna look and see what we can do about this. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like because, of course, firearm regulation is federal. Um, but he's the attorney general of the province. He's he's gonna do everything he possibly can. So 
all eyes will be on Alberta for sure. Yeah. And then Saskatchewan showed up as well. Scott Moe released um, yeah. a statement also. I love Scott Moe. He's just a real common sense guy, premier of Saskatchewan. And he tweeted shortly after that, after Alberta, he tweeted yesterday without warning the federal liberal government introduced amendments to Bill C-21. Read my full statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing on air, but you can find it on Twitter. And at the end, it says, we do not support the federal government's firearm control measures as outlined in C-21. They eliminate lawfully licensed firearms owners' right to access and use their legally acquired firearms. He also talks about how he does support initiatives that target the criminal and illegal use of guns. So a uh, pretty reasonable position. You know, we, we're, we're not about criminals using guns, but we're we're also not about seizing guns from law-abiding Canadians who've done nothing to deserve it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and we've also heard from Mike Holland uh, over in New Brunswick, uh, who is going to do an interview with us and has, yeah. uh, has said he would like to be on the, on the, uh, on the TV show as well in the next Yeah, episode. New Brunswick is, uh, New Brunswick is another province that, you know, a lot of hunters, this is, uh, this is important to the, the, the people of, of New Brunswick and their way of life, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, some, some crazy stuff. So hopefully we'll hear from the Yukon and hopefully we'll hear from Manitoba as well. That would be the old, the old crew from last time, the uh, rejecting the buyback. Yep. My phone's on. Just give me a call. We'll yep. talk about it. <laughs> give me a call, Canadian provinces and territories. Um, yeah, call me up. <laughs> check us out at CCFR. Oh, anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> so now... Sorry. Um, in the in in the monologue before I brought you on, I I just quickly went through pretty much the same material as I did in the emergency video that we put out, which is which is doing well, which is really important because everybody needs to know what's going on. Like people need to know about this, and they need to be concerned about it because at some point there will be an election, and there's also other things that they can do in the interim to make everyone's yeah. life more difficult. And I will detail some of the things um, when I do the outro, so I won't have you just sit there and listen to me talk. Um, but I'll detail some things that we are going to do <coughs> Sorry. Um, uh, and start pushing forward <coughs> to kind of fight back against this as much as we can, because we don't have the power to unseat the government, you know, as, a, as an organization here. Um, mm -hmm. But all that we can we can do all that if we continue to be around as an organization. And we can also look at legal action as long as we're here and strong as an organization. So we do fundraisers, as you all well know. And um, one of the fundraisers that is launching right now is the Gunny Girl Calendar. And it is out in time for Christmas. I'm really proud of this project. It's been going on six years. So right after the first year that the CCFR was born. And this is a cool project. I know sometimes it can be a little controversial because it's a, a beautiful woman calendar. But, <coughs> excuse me, the idea behind the calendar is it's for women. It's by women. These are average CCFR members who come forward. We had 127 girls come forward this year and volunteer for this project. You know, we, we do retreat weekends. We bring in makeup and hair. We have a great time. It's like a giant slumber party. And then we go out and do these super fun photo shoots. The girls come out of it feeling like a million bucks. We put together a really beautiful calendar. Lots of retailers support it. And then, of course, we sell it to you guys. You guys pick it up. And the one time that registration does not lead to confiscation is with the calendar. You can register it and uh, enter free draws, contests, um, all year long. So it's calendar, it's prizes, it's uh, there's a, a, a inserted poster in here, double-sided poster, bonus poster. It's just a really fun project, and you 
probably know some of the girls in here. We also have um, some events through the winter when there's not as many shooting events. We do calendar signings, which is fun. So we grab, gather up a bunch of gunny girls, head over to uh, various retailers. And you can follow social media to find out when and where. And you can meet the girls, pick up your calendars, support the CCFR, support the women's program. And the money from from this calendar sale goes to help support um, our women's program, which sponsors and hosts ladies' range days all across the country all year long. Literally thousands of women get the opportunity to come out and try the shooting sports who otherwise wouldn't. Now, whether or not they all become gun owners, that's, you know, of course I would like that, but that's not the important thing is women vote. So I need them to look at gun ownership um, differently. And we all know the very best way to influence somebody's opinion about guns and gun ownership is to go to the range. Yeah, it costs money. So we sell calendars. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. those are in the store. You can get them now and uh, just in time for Christmas. And I think it's a 13 month calendar, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It's a 13 month mm -hmm. calendar with a double sided um double-sided promotional poster included. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good work again on that. And um, I think that was, uh, we did our whole list. Okay, we did it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Godspeed to us all. Thanks for the update. And we will uh, see you in a couple of weeks. All right. We'll see you then. All right. So breaking news. Um, I had to do an emergency re-record of the outro and I did the same thing for our TV show too. So I'm dressed a certain way for the whole show and then... I'm wearing something completely different. So anyway, the reason why I'm doing this uh, emergency re-record this morning on November 24th is we have the list. Okay, so we did some speculation and now we can tell you what's real. The uh, the SKS will be banned once Bill C-21 uh, receives royal assent. The liberals have all the votes they need to push this all the way through the process and make this a reality and they can fast track it as well because guess who's helping them? The, the NDP are voting in lockstep with them. They don't care. They'll tell their constituents one thing and they'll vote for something completely different. Same thing for the block. The block is voting, is supporting this 100%. So when you look at your block MP, that's the person taking your guns. When you look at your liberal MP, that's the person that says one thing to your face, turns around and does something else. When you're looking at your NDP member of parliament, no matter what they tell you, they will take your guns away. And for what? For what? Can they give you one shred of evidence that that people, that licensed gun owners represent a disproportionate risk to public safety, right? Aside from a handful of outliers. Do they use the same standard in regulating anything else in our society as they do regulating firearms? Risk versus the freedom to own property. Do they, can you compare that with anything else in our society, right? So anyway, SKS banned. No buyback. In fact, not only no buyback, but of course the liberals want to laugh in the face of Canadians. Like, yeah, there's no buyback. If you want one, why don't you, why don't you ask us for one and we'll think about it, right? You know, unbelievable. Uh, also on the list, the GSG-15 and the GSG-16, 22 caliber rifles, not 22s that are variants of other guns or conversion kits, purpose-made 22s. These are the weapons of war that Bill Blair and Justin Trudeau and Marco Mendicino and David Lametti of all, I mean, who is this? Who is this guy? Yeah, these are the weapons of war that they're getting off the streets. So I don't know how many GSG-15s they've been finding in, uh, in the hands of gang members or rogue 
license holders. But yeah, they have they have to be banned as well. So it's 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 just it's just wild because people like these that I men just mentioned look straight into your eyes, and in some cases in person, if you remember, straight into your eyes and tell you that these are assault weapons, weapons of war, des completely designed for soldiers soldiers to kill other soldiers, and they do that because of probably three reasons. Number one, they think that you might be a liberal voter. So thus you are so brainwashed and so gaslit that even when the truth is right in front of you, you can't distinguish truth, you can't distinguish fantasy from reality, truth from lies, right there. Or number two, they think you're too stupid to know the difference and they're preying on your stupidity. They're preying on your ignorance, just like any predator preys on, on its victims. Or three, they just don't care. They're like, yeah, I'm going to just say whatever I want. I'll never be held accountable. Who cares? It's only your life. I'm doing just fine. That's what you got. That's what's going on. You have the proof right here, and you have the lies that they'll tell you staring right into your pupils. Anyway, as you know, like I don't like to, to, I don't like to talk like this because getting people whipped into a frenzy doesn't serve a lot of purpose. And the, and the purposes that it would serve by getting you motivated, I think I can do that by convincing you to support your organizations, to do volunteer work for candidates that are going to help you, that aren't going to lie to you or take your things or take your freedom just so that they can get that pension, right? I, I don't like to, I, I want you to do the things that you should do to protect your own ability to own and use firearms, to protect your, uh, your own ability to continue to do the things that made this country great as well, everything else like free speech and the rest but I don't want to give you the anger. But unfortunately, it's like sometimes it's like, wow, you know, it's like, how can you, how can you even, it's hard to stay calm anymore when this is how in your face it is. It's like they're spitting in your face and they're asking you what you're going to do about it. So I'll tell you what the CCFR is going to do about it, but I'm going to go through that. I'm going to finish this, but I'm going to go through a list in the next podcast and lay it all out for you. What can be done? Okay. I cannot change the government. The CCFR can't change the government. All the firearm orgs and all of the other orgs out there, <laughs> we cannot change the government. We can't recall the government, just not a reality. But what we can do is just make their lives miserable, make them fight for every single inch all the way to an election. Educate as many Canadians as we can between now and the next election. Make as much noise as we can between now and the next election. And then when the election comes, we drop the entire war chest on that election. And every single gun owner, including hunters, have to get out. They have to uh, volunteer for their conservative MPs. And then after the conservatives take a minority or hopefully a majority government, help the conservatives reverse as much of this stuff as they can and hold them to account for their promises. Because it's critical. It's critical to the future of our nation. You know, there's a lot of gun owners out there. They haven't done a thing to deserve this treatment. So anyway, speaking of hunters, well, they're never going to take my guns. I got a bolt action. I got a, I got a shotgun. Well, look at this one, the Weatherby Mark V. There you go, bolt action hunting rifle. Gone, prohib. Benelli M1 Super 90. I was wrong in the Benelli M4. It's not in there. But the Benelli M1 Super 90 is a duck hunting gun. Okay? Yeah, they're going to prohibit. So if you think they're not coming after all of your shotguns or they're not going to come after your, your bolt actions, you're wrong. It's right here in front of your face. So if you think you're going to be left with anything, 
when the, when the liberals, the NDP, and the bloc are done with you, you're wrong. They will leave you with nothing, okay? I think they're going to try to even top New Zealand and, and the UK. They're going to be like, we're going to be the new standard. I mean, you listen to the way Trudeau talks. At what point will every gun owner say, you know what? We will stand together. You know what? I, I am going to end up with nothing. I've watched these 40,000 gun owners out of 2.2 million do all the work, right? Do all the work, donate all the money. I'm going to have to stand with them. I have no choice. Now I have a dog in the fight. And you actually do. Okay? So anyway, sorry for my impassioned speech. But um, like, I, uh, like I probably said, I had to do a couple of takes to tone down my language. <laughs> so um, in the next podcast, I'm going to lay out everything that, that we can come up with and that we can actually do to, again, do all those things that I, I described, right? Educate Canadians and make the, make the Liberals, NDP, and the Bloc, and the Greens, why not throw them into? They would support it if they were significant at any level. We're going to make them fight for every inch. We're going to make their lives miserable. We're going to scream this from the rooftops. And then come the election, we should still hopefully have enough steam to just plow right over them in the next election and move these people away as far away from power as we can forever. So anyway... I don't like rhetoric like we're going to stand against this or whatever. I'm going to lay that whole plan out for you so that you know why you're supporting us. You know what you're doing for yourself and not just a bunch of rhetoric. You know, I just, I can't stand that stuff as you guys well know. Anyway, sorry for the rambling uh, speech. Now that we've had our little, <laughs> now that we've got angry, good, let's, let's, let's just walk it off, wash that stuff off and again, focus on what we have to do. Because if you'll notice, we this is going to be a very long fight. It's going to be a marathon. But who knows? I hold out hope that enough scandals will plague the liberals that they'll have to call an election. This is my hope. And if that happens, we have to be ready on a moment's notice. And I'm working towards that as we speak. I started working towards that three months ago. So we're actually in good shape right now. Anyway, so I just I want you to have a little bit of positivity Times are the worst they've ever been for gun owners, but I want you to have a little bit of positivity because you need that positive energy to keep going forward. All right? Anyway, I hope that helps. Sorry about the, to be the bearer of bad news, but more to come. All right, guys, take care, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. This is another episode of the CCFR Radio Podcast. Remember, if you don't stand up for your own ability to own and use firearms, who will? Join the CCFR or donate right now at www.firearmrights.ca. 